Greetings and welcome to Marley Ramon's Mad Mad House of the Dead podcast, where we'll discuss the art and stylings of Ryan Marlett. The artwork is all over the place, so be advised it could be fun, but it could be dark. It might be a painting, drawing, sculpture, Halloween prop, action figure or song. Each episode will feature a piece or pieces and the insight behind them. Hopefully you'll like some stuff, other things you may not. No worries. Chances are also that you'll likely be offended at some point but hopefully we'll also share some laughs along the way. Art has always been a part of Ryan's life and this is a way to document his work and share it with you. If you get butthurt easily, consider this your warning. Besides, your mom likes his artwork. Listener discretion is advised. Marley mates, and welcome back to Marley Ramon's Mad Mad House of the Dead podcast. I am super excited this week because we once again have a guest in the studio. You have seen his name on the Facebook Lives. You've heard him referenced before in the comments section. He's even made a couple of cameo appearance appearances appearances, and I boy, you'd think for a podcaster I'd be able to use some words, but appearances in promos when we went to Pennsylvania this past. October doing some fun Halloween stuff and things. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you the world famous Cooch Looch. Cooch, welcome to the studio. Hello. How's everybody doing today? <laughs> you can't see him. I can see him. So I'm I'm at uh the advantage here, but he's rocking a Marley Ramones Mad Mad House of the Dead podcast merch shirt like a boss. And only the shirt. No pants. And only the shirt. Good thing I can't see from below the the breasticle region there so yeah what's going on dude how are you i'm all right how are you i'm awesome welcome to the program i'm so glad that we're able to make this happen thanks for taking some time out tonight to to be here thank you for having me it's exciting we've been talking about this for a while so i'm glad we were able to it's been a hot minute. actually do yeah. it it's cool yeah, it's we got good the, stuff the kids are having a sleepover downstairs so there's gonna be all kinds of noise it, this is fine everything's fine this is fine which is actually that's a that's a perfect way to to kick things off here because that's the title of our piece tonight. It sure is, and it, it kind of, it actually kind of has some some significance to it. But um, yeah, we'll we'll talk about that here eventually. But yeah, so we uh, we've got a piece, and it was something that actually dates back to eleven December of twenty twenty is when at least my date time stamp that I've got on it says from when I took a picture of it, when I finished it. Yeah. That's what we have here on the back. 10 December, 2020 or 20. Oh, you've got it on the 10th. 10th. Okay. So I'm going to have to change that. Cool. So I must have finished it and then taken a picture the next day. I'll make sure that I document that accurately. So this is a piece that I had done for you because it was kind of a, kind of a trade. You hooked me up with some pretty sweet ass stuff and I wanted to show my gratitude. Some pretty cool historical merch as it were. That's right. <laughs> so 
the cooch trusted me with some of his childhood foundational structures. What I mean by that is he gave me a vintage Castle Grayskull and Snake Mountain and trusted me to carry on the torch of, of caring for his, his childhood right there. Oh yeah. It came up. It came in a box. My parents had finally moved down to a close to here in, in uh, North Carolina. And they said, here, take your stuff. That's been sitting in the basement forever. Um, and I didn't know everything that was in there, but my dad had made the toy box. It was made out of wood, out of, out of scrap wood. And then he made me a bunch of wooden toys as well. So all that stuff was in there. And I had a pretty much full Castle Grayskull. I think it all still fit together. Maybe a couple pieces broke off. And then was Snake Mountain in there too? Yeah. Yep. Okay. I wasn't sure if I'd given you Snake, if I had Snake Mountain to give you, but I opened them up and I was looking around and I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to do anything with these. Like I have kids. Yes. But they're old. It's brittle. It's, they're going to destroy it as soon as they touch it. So I didn't want to just give it to them to destroy it. I had no plans with it. So I figured you would be the perfect person to give it to, to help restore it to its former glory and, and display it somewhere. So everybody can see the beauty that is the original castle Grayskull in most of snake mountain. I think there's a couple pieces <laughs> missing, but yeah. And that's exactly what I did. I, um, I had a Castle Grayskull. I mean, but who can always, you know, who doesn't need another one? Um, so. You can never have too many Grayskulls. Uh, that's right. That's right. You just, you knew, you kind of need one in every room is really what it comes down to. <laughs> in fact, I acquired another one this past summer that I'm working on little by little. But Did I actually, you? That's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, actually, because you hooked me up with some 3D printed parts, replacement parts for my Thunder Tank. That was in that lot. I, I got this big lot of just like random parts and pieces and just different miscellaneous play sets and vehicles and things. And it's almost all exclusively He-Man, but then the Thunder Tank was in there too. And it was just missing the doors and the treads and you, you hooked the brother up. So, um, but yeah, that Castle Grayskull was in there too. And I've got some plans for it, but yeah. So they, uh, they go nicely in the collection and I didn't have a Snake Mountain, so that one was pretty much left untouched other than um, I think eventually I'll probably replace some of the decals and things. But with the, the Castle Grayskull, I gave it a fresh paint job and kind of customized it a little bit. And the last episode that just launched uh, for the program talks about some of my custom action figures that I've done. And so I use that as like the castle for the figures, for the customs. Right. And that was that became part of the display. So I was really excited to work on that. That was pretty cool, but I wanted to do you a solid and, and show my gratitude. So, um, I put this piece together for you and it's a, it's a mixed media collage eight by 10 canvas and it's titled, this is fine. And it's, uh, it's kind of interesting. There's a lot <laughs> going on here. I love it. Uh, I know it hangs Proudly on your mantle above your fireplace, because that's where your wife demanded that it, it go. Exactly. Right? Right. If I remember correctly? Right next to Sir Duncan Chipper Bark. Yes. Yes. <laughs> we should definitely talk about him a little bit too. We will. Uh, <laughs> but um, 
yeah, obviously it's not super big because, you know, something like this is, is an acquired taste, but I wanted to incorporate some elements to acknowledge Castle Grayskull and Snake Mountain. So they're in there as well. But I did this in a very similar style to what I've been talking about a little bit lately on the show is some of my magazine and Monster Mag inspired cover art. And so I used the the font from the Erie magazine and that's across the top. But the way I was able to kind of enhance the lettering is I, I did it so that it looked a little bit like brickwork, almost kind of like Castle Grayskull. And on the, as you're looking at it on the, on the left-hand side, there's a Castle Grayskull in the distance. And then on the far right side, opposite that is Snake Mountain. And they're just like little, kind of like little background images. And if you, if you know what you're looking at, you know. But what really is the creme de la crop, as the kids say, <laughs> is my man, Vermin Supreme. Vermin Supreme. This was another great story. You already told this story, though. I think it was your second or third podcast. It was, it was, yeah. Uh, I don't even remember just exactly how. It might have been because I was talking about, I did a show with some of my Back to the Future inspired stuff, like the hoverboard that I did and some of the models and stuff. But I really, I don't remember how we started talking about him. I can remember a conversation that we had. You were telling me the story, I believe. Um, you okay. were telling the same story about when you were at, working at the, the comic con up there in, yeah. New York, I think in New York somewhere. And uh, you met Rhode Biff. Island. Yeah. You, you saw him and he was neck and you happened to be near Vermin Supreme too. Um, and you were telling me that story and you're like, yeah, this guy in a boot on his head. And he's like, what are you looking at? Boot head. And I asked you, I was like, you, that's vermin supreme you know who that is and you're like no you're shitting me and then you ended up looking him up and figuring out he's a real person that's a real boy well man yeah. now probably but he's like an actual real person who's a political figure up there in new england area who's been democrat republican and a libertarian interestingly enough he's all of the above he uh yeah because the crazy part about it was that he wasn't there as a as a guest or as a celebrity or any sort of panel member or anything like that. He was just in the crowd. And, you know, you see some interesting folks at Comic-Con. Like, you might see people that are in screen accurate, like, ridiculous cosplays, like amazing costumes. And then you see some other people that look like they put that shit together in the car on their way over, right? And this guy, he was dressed all crazy big crazy ass beard and got this big rubber boot on his head. And I'm like, what, what is this guy? But it was just, it was magical because it's like, dude didn't give a shit about anything. He was just going to be there and he's walking around doing his thing. And I didn't think anything of it other than he was just this, this goofy creative fella. And that's when you like, as we were telling the story, you, you're like, yeah, that sounds like this guy. And I had never even known anything about him, but but you're right. After having looked him up, he's he's a performance artist, but he's also an activist. He's done all this political campaigning for various positions all over New England. I think he's from Boston 
or somewhere near in mass, somewhere near there. And he's, he's a character, man. He, he is too funny. Yeah. I haven't heard so I, or seen any video. I've just, I just know of him. I don't even know where I know from of him from, but he's very recognizable character where he's three ties, the boot on his head. <laughs> I would love to meet him and just chat with him. He'd be so funny. Cause I was just doing crowd control. Like I was, I was the, like the last line of defense before this panel. And I had like Christopher Lloyd was there and Tom Wilson, who was Biff. And then Furman Supreme was just in line. Like he was just waiting in line with everybody else to, to get an autograph. And that's when Tom Wilson just without hesitation, you know, I've, obviously as Biff, like the classic line, what are you looking at, butthead? But then he says that to Supreme and he says, boothead, and the <laughs> freaking people lost it. I'm dying. People are in tears. It was money. Like it couldn't have been better scripted. And it was just so organic. It was just, it was hilarious. Magical. It's one of the problem. What's that? It's a magical. It was just one of my, probably one of my fondest moments from ever doing something like that. And it, and I had, I did that for several years and it was a lot of fun, but man, I will never forget that situation. And someone like him, he's an unforgettable character. Like when you see what he looks like. And so with us having that, that conversation and you know who he was and like that story and everything, I had to incorporate him somehow into this. And I did, did so not, not only once, but four times because Mm -hmm. Uh, because of his political affiliation, I did a little red, white, and blue. But what I did was four, four different versions for two different versions, four different images. I printed out in black and white and in the lower right-hand corner, I painted each one of him. Like he's black and white. It's just like a wash, but there's a, I painted each one of them, one red, one white, and one blue. And then I kind of layered them where they're just kind of like stacked. And then I did very similarly to what I do with uh, the black and white collage pieces with the recent zombie on the zombies on the planet of the apes and excuse me, the, the Michael Myers versus Jason piece that I did back in October where I print it in the grayscale and then I draw over top of it in Sharpie. And that's kind of the focal point of the whole piece. And so he's kind of, he takes up a good, probably half of the piece almost. Yep. Half to a third to a half. And he's kind of got his hands positioned in such a way. And I, I colored his eyes in orange because there's fire all around, right? You can see in the background, Castle Grayskull's got some torches lit and around Snake Mountain, there's some, some fire and stuff. And then just over his little shoulder, we've got the, this is fine little dog from the meme. <laughs> this is fine. This is fine. And even Vermin Supreme himself has a couple of flames, like catching on his beard and on his shoulder. Yeah. You got some but, in the uh, eerie writing up on the top too. There's fire all over the place. Oh yeah. It's just, Oh yeah. Because this was, if I'll remind folks, because uh, we said it was in December of 2020. Mm-hmm. So we had gotten back off of a deployment, just, just barely a month and a half before that. Um, and it was balls deep in the apocalypse. Oh yeah. And And, it was fires everywhere, everywhere chaos. And we were essentially immune from it literally, uh, for the better part of a year as it was popping off and we come back and we were way behind because everybody else had been living in it for quite a while. 
And so it was a kind of a steep learning curve for us and just everything around us and coming back and having to readjust to that environment and all of our folks and whatever. So it was, it was definitely a, a dumpster fire, literally shit show to say the least. And so we just kind of rolled with it. Yeah. And that became kind of our motto. Yeah. We had weeks to prepare or to get used to it when the rest of the world had months, almost a year to get used to, I mean, the craziness and nobody was ever really got used to the craziness, but it was just left and right problems, changes. It was chaos. But we just kind of, I mean, what else are you going to do? So we roll with the meme and this is fine. Right. Yeah, I I got the fire. I, got, I remember I got the dog. He was in my office for most of the deployment, I think. And then I bought the, the fire background decoration. I put that up in my office to complete the that whole was, montage. That was the icing on the cake. When you got the, the scene setter wall fire, it was perfect because it was just like, it, it couldn't have been a better setting for the dog and for everything. And so, yeah, it's just, it's solid. So I don't know. It's just... It, there's an even there's an animated version. Have you seen the? Well, I guess it starts as a GIF, right? Or is a GIF? Is a GIF or GIF? Well, the guy who made it calls it a GIF, but he's wrong. It's pronounced GIF. <laughs> so we all need to so let him know that. So it's literally like the animated dog, and he's surrounded by fire, and the flames are just going crazy. And he's like, he's got a little coffee cup, and this is fine. Everything's fine. And so it just makes it easy to say that, just to roll with it. And uh, yeah, so he had to make an appearance cameo on the piece. So it's kind of a little montage to to what was going on at that time of of our lives at the moment. And then to uh, to kind of capitalize on the event and the the theme of it being a um, like a magazine cover influenced piece, added the barcode at the bottom for just a little little bit of a tie in there. And then there's some text all over the the piece itself. And it says Erie's 2020 year in review with a little word bubble coming up from Vermin Supreme saying, this is fine. And then it says 215 dot, dot, dot in a row, which is symbolic to our number of consecutive days underway for that deployment. Yeah, that was a, exciting. Uh, a record that nobody cares to beat. Um, <laughs> we didn't it has beat it. What's that? I said, we didn't care to beat it. No. Another quote on there says, what are you looking at, Boothead? And then it says, attorney of 2021. Attorney of being a reference to uh, the land in which He-Man, the He-Man universe exists. And then it says, the future is vermin supreme. And then it says, free ponies, time travel research, toothbrushing laws, natural zombie renewable energy. And... Those are not even enhanced. They're not even like exaggerated or, or stretched. Those are actual things that he campaigned with. Yes. Like, Off of his page, <laughs> same thing, fresh. Those are the top ones. Then there's zombie apocalypse preparation and a couple more, but toothbrushing laws. And you got the big toothbrush painted on here too, like a little cane he's almost holding. He's all about the toothbrush and he usually carries with him like this giant prop toothbrush. Like that's his thing. Dental hygiene. So go figure. Like he's got, he's like this crazy looking wild man, but he's all about brushing his teeth. So I guess that's a good thing. <laughs> that's not a bad thing. I'm the, yeah. I brush my teeth once a week, whether I need to or not. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So 
All of them or just one? (laughs) Well, you know, it should be called a teeth brush, right? Yeah, instead of a toothbrush. Yeah. So I guess that maybe it was, I don't know. Uh, On the right-hand side above Snake Mountain, it says 10 cents cheap. And that was kind of a nod to the old Mad Magazines because they used to always say cheap, or I think they still do. But I can remember when I started reading them, they were like $1.25. And now I think they're upwards of like 10 bucks because I don't think you could buy damn near any magazine for less than 10 bucks, which is crazy. And then it just has it right above the the little dog. It says, I have the power, which is also a nod to, to He-Man and the He-Man franchise, Masters of the Universe. And I feel like it but, embodies Vermin Supreme too. I have the power. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Definitely, if you didn't know the whole story to all of this, looking at it, and obviously it's an heirloom piece, right? I mean, it's gonna you're going to leave it to your kids and they're just going to, they're going to cherish it forever. And before you know it, grandkids and great grandkids down the, the, the line, a long line of cooches, if you know what I'm saying, uh, <laughs> we'll have this piece forever and ever. And they're probably going to be like, just be cooch like, after cooch is, is going to receive your painting down to the last cooch <laughs> down to the last cooch. That should be your slogan. <laughs> That's a good one. I'm gonna put that on a put that on a face the the face space page. There you go. But um, it was it was fun to work on. Actually, my favorite aspect of the of the whole piece is the Castle Grayskull and the Snake Mountain because those I I really just kind of freehanded them and just kind of snuck them in there because it, as you can tell with with the main Vermin Supreme, like where his face, like just above his eyes his boot kind of starts to like fade into the background and it kind of just, just kind of fades away because everything else kind of engulfs that. Mm -hmm. Even though the whole, his whole boot like extends all the way up into the, into the title, it kind of is covered over with the paint. So there's several layers there, but I don't know. What what were your first thoughts when you laid eyes on this behemoth for the first time? It was magical. Like I said before, it was magical. I love it. It's a, There's a lot of detail in the Castle Grayskull and the Snake Mountain. They look awesome. I love the way they look. Um, And it's like, so my mom's told me, she's like, you need to have your kids watch Bob Ross because he's so calming, so soothing. And this one, so I put on Bob Ross in the background and just like you can see like a lot of similar techniques. It looks beautiful. Just a happy little Castle Grey skull with fires and a happy little <laughs> Snake Mountain in the background, staring menacingly. So, but no, the, those are the first two things that popped out at me when I saw it. I was like, wow, this, this looks great. Um, and I, I love the whole thing. And there's just so many different pieces that tie up. Like you said, it's it's a it's it's an heirloom piece from you to me. Like it means it, nobody else is going to know what it means, but right. we do. And that's all I care about. And uh, awesome. it, it does sit prominently in, in my bathroom right next to my mirror. So I get to look at it every day. So does my wife. It's right there facing her. So she can just look over and see this beautiful masterpiece every morning and every night before she goes to bed. Too funny. Too funny. <laughs> she does. She, this one, she, she doesn't mind so much, but. The squirrel, Sir Duncan Chipperbark, she is not a fan of him. Well, I tell you what, we um, we need to do our due diligence and, and talk about him a little bit 
because you talk about the squirrel in the room. Uh, thank you. <laughs> we might as well talk about my monkey as as long as we're at it. Well, if you really want to talk about your monkey on the podcast, I'm not sure how appropriate it is to whip out your monkey, but well, he's got two hands full. <laughs> two hands full of uh, something. Lights. Lights. <laughs> so I don't even know what drove me into the thrift store that day. It was probably you uh, talking about something you had bought or showing me something because you showed me everything. The cool thing about where we had worked at that time was you had to go through my office to get to your office. So you would always just bring in, bring in and out stuff. And I was right there, easy to talk to. And you were just showing me all your stuff. Um, and to this day, by the way, you were still the, the very best secretary I've ever had. Yeah, yeah. It's, I, I feel like it. It was a good deflector on everything. Like, I could just tell people to go away. Um, so much so that I just did your job half the time. I was like, no, you, you're fine. This is fine. That was the this answer. is fine. Exactly. Uh, more often than not, that's the answer I gave. So, um, but I went to the, I just happened to go into the, uh, the thrift store up by the house on that day. And I saw this beautiful majestic squirrel um standing on his hind legs he's downstairs i have to i i gotta i gotta paint him or i I have a visual better visual to talk about but he's got a cane and he's wearing his red waistcoat uh and his tail's all out and and it's fluff and wonder and he's just staring off majestically into the uh into the forest so i saw that and then i also saw this this monkey it was it's like uh it's like the toy monkey with the tambourines kind of looks yeah. like that one. Um, but he's yeah. got his two hands up and he's holding two lights. He's about, I don't know, like 18 inches tall. They're not too That's huge, not too big, but this guy, this monkey just standing, there's monkey lamp sitting there and then this squirrel and I took pictures and I sent them to you. I was like, these look pretty cool. Right. And then I go home and you send them, you come back to me. You, you, you reply back. He's like, Hey, uh, you need to get those. <laughs> You need to get those for, if not for you, then for me. So I went back and I'm like, I really want the squirrel anyway. So I got the squirrel and then I picked up the lamp for you and handed you the lamp. Uh, go went into work and brought you the lamp. Uh, and I kept the squirrel. He's been sitting up outside. Sir Duncan Chipper Barks, his name. Uh, Duke of Spottington. That's, that's the name. You helped come up with that name. You came up with most of it and I came up with the rest of it. Um, <laughs> And he's been sitting on a little uh, little table on the second floor of my house for the longest time, unmolested, just chilling, making sure the second floor stays safe. And I'm out playing magic cards with some buddies, and I get a text from my wife. And she oh, said, no, she sends no, me a picture. No. She said, I don't know what happened. It wasn't me. <laughs> but huh. he fell over and broke. Yeah. And yeah, this has been documented once before in a, in a, in a documentary series called a Christmas story. Exactly. And I went to go downstairs and fix them. Guess what? No glue. We're out of glue. Yeah. Used up all the glue on purpose. (laughs) (laughs) It's a major award. It's a major award. She was, she doesn't understand that. So, and she knew she was in trouble. So I gave her a, gave her a bunch of grief for that. Um, that the kids were running around as they do and knocked them over and broke them into a couple pieces. So I took them down, tears in my eyes, blood in my hands, 
<laughs> I, I fixed them up. I luckily have uh, enough vices and tools and stuff to hold them together because he was broken in some weird ways. Um, mm-hmm. Glued them together. I need some paint. Um, I need some paint to fix up some things on him, but I ended up gluing him back together and I got him a nameplate too, that I just need to get him a little stand for. Um, actually we missed a spot. We, I'd actually given him to you for touching up before you left. I think. Yeah, we, uh, I think by and large he was in good shape, but we just kind of churched up his clothing a little bit. I, I feel like I, I repainted his jacket. Doesn't he have like little pants on or something too, or some shoes? No, I think or, he's, I don't know. I can't remember everything. He's he's like me right now, naked from the waist down. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I don't remember everything, but I definitely I can't believe I didn't take pictures of it. I I must have. I must have him somewhere. But like, um, but yeah, I, he definitely needed some some touch ups and some spots. Cause he was just, he was just, um, like a plaster ceramic thing. I imagine he was hollow, right? About two no, feet tall. No, he is, uh, I don't know what he's made of. He is not ceramic. Otherwise he would have shattered into a bunch of pieces. He is solid. Um, really? Yeah. Maybe resin. Not even, it's like, it's like a, I don't, I don't know. It's like a stone material. Um, oh, Okay. And uh, his cane broke and a couple other pieces broke off. His ear broke. And I glued him back together pretty well. It's really hard to tell. Uh, I just need some paint to touch up the cane. Got gotcha. Some other spots. But, yeah, we gave him well, to you. touched up the – you gave him – you get, you just kind of freshened him up, painted his jacket yeah. a little bit. I finally mm-hmm. got uh, my 3D printer going and uh, made him a top hat. So I yeah, because we had talked about some, some different uh... – embellishments i think we talked about a monocle at one time giving him a monocle i gotta find a monocle of that size and you gotta put it on i got one top hat that's all black and uh nice i gotta print out some more one for each holiday and i gotta find a way to mount it on him <laughs> but <laughs> oh he's he's, he's glorious i just gotta secure him better so he can't fall again well the monkey lamp ended up staying on my desk for until i left and I repainted that a little bit too, but I pretty much, that's kind of, it's almost a metallic looking type paint job already. And so I wanted to embrace that a little bit more. So I painted the jacket on it. It's wearing like a jacket, painted it red. And then I went over it with like a bronze, um, kind of just like a dry brush effect so that it's, it's still got a pop of color, but it's mostly metallic resembling. And now it still sits proudly in my, bedroom on my dresser because it's pure class oh it and is stuff like that like you don't put baby in a corner you know what i'm saying no you 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 bring that and show that to mom and dad that's that's that's, that's something that's beautiful like that's an heirloom piece right exactly there. that you need to give to everybody or keep it for so, yourself indeed but yeah that's uh the gems we find from place to place and like that's why i love thrift shops and like yeah, I, I remember getting that text from you. You're like, what do you think of these? I'm like, um, yes, absolutely. And it was just freaking just so cool. Like people get rid of the coolest stuff because like to some people it's just tacky and awful. And like to other people's, it's just, it's amazing. And uh, yeah, you, you had the eye for it. You snatched that dude up and our lives have been changed since. 
Those have been only better, better since we got those. Only better. And it's funny because you looked them. Uh, I don't know if you looked them both up, but you definitely looked up the squirrel and found he has a fox counterpart somewhere in the world. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And at the time, like I, I didn't know about the like that Google image thing that you can do, like where you can search by taking a picture of something. It's kind of like typing in a keyword, but it's just an actual picture. So it picks up on different things. You can Google and a picture of these. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Uh, you guarantee you never find anything like it. I'll tell you that much, but, uh, <laughs> good Lord, got him. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, yeah, I was just typing in, like, just trying to describe it and ended up coming up with that one. So the, the lamp I never did find, I never found one quite like it, but I guess now that I know I could use my camera to actually take a picture of it, I might be able to find something like that. Yeah, I think that day or right after that day, I ended up going to a bunch of thrift shops just to see what other stuff I could have. I've never found anything as great since then, though. I go probably once a month just to see what they have, and they don't have anything nearly as glorious as those two gems. Dude, if I had the discipline to only go once a month, I could be saving significant copious amounts of money right now. But instead, I just buy dumb shit one dollar at a time red that's it i'm a nerd on a budget so i'm actually able to get actually quite a bit i'm really not spending all that much money because you got to just you got to snatch up them deals you know what i'm saying you you gotta get them dealios the dealios (laughs) awesome very cool man well this was good stuff i'm glad we ended up shifting and talking about those other pieces too um if you happen to have pictures, I'll, I'll scour my, my archives and see if I've got any, but if you have any, I'll, I'll include some of those on the social meds as well. When I, when I post good old vermin here. Okay. Yeah. I'll get a, I got a picture of him, but I need, I'll put him in a better background. He's sitting on my tool bench and it's all a mess. So get you a better picture yeah, of a uh, good old Sir Duncan with his top <laughs> hat. Classic. That's awesome. Cool, man. Well, thanks, dude. I appreciate you taking time to come onto the program. This has been fun. And uh, <clears throat> pardon me there. I uh, We had a good time uh, in Pennsylvania when we went in October. And hopefully we can start making that an annual thing Oh yeah, uh, over the years coming up. But I appreciate everything that you've done for me. Uh, you've been a tremendous asset friend and just colossal supporter. You've always been entertain my shenanigans whether that's out of the the kindness of your heart or if you actually enjoy the things that i do but you've you've always been super cool to just like connect with not only from just a creative perspective but your ability and leadership is is really paramount and we're lucky to have you in uniform but also just um as a friend and so i appreciate everything that you do for me I appreciate that. Appreciate you appreciating me, appreciating you, appreciating you know me. it. The sentimental, the sentimental moments we have to get funny and silly, otherwise we both try, right. and then this is the wash. I do. True. I appreciate it. It was, uh, it, it was, it was tough, you know, working there and being where we worked, and uh, we we had to make the best of it. So we did. We had good times and and uh, great oldies. That's right. Classic. <laughs> But that's yeah, how it goes right there. Definitely excited to go back to uh, Pennsylvania, go see some scary stuff again this year. Definitely. We'll definitely have to plan that one again. That was a fun time. I can make some more videos and 
in memes and whatnot. Hell yeah, that'll do. That'll do, pig. That'll do. <laughs> awesome. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thanks to the cooch and uh, definitely check out the social media pages so that you can see what it is that we're talking about because it's one thing to hear about it, but it's another thing to see it and kind of put that to the test. But I can only imagine based on how we describe this piece, what your crazy minds could come up with. So if you could just take a step back and actually get creative, imagine if we could plug in now I'm getting all kind of black mirror on us, but like if you could plug in to your mind and generate artwork that way, could you imagine that takes AI to another level? Eventually. Well, I mean, we're we're on camera right now, so I'm just going to show the picture to the camera so everybody can, all your listeners can see it. That's how that works. Brilliant. Right? Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> you should do that for every picture. Just show Stamp them on the tonight. camera and they can hear it. That's it. Yeah, use your ears. Open up your ears, you. <laughs> Clown shoes. Clown shoes. Thanks, Cooch. Anytime. Thank you. It's been fun being a guest, finally. You betcha. Come back anytime. I'll be here. It is no surprise that Marley Mates are indeed the greatest listeners in the galaxy. That's right. So whether you decide to support me by listening to the show week after week, tuning in to the Facebook Lives every now and then, or even following me on my social media pages of the Facebook and Instagram, that's greatly appreciated. But I've recently also started a merch shop. If you want to get your hands on some of the coolest Marley Ramones Mad Mad House of the Dead podcast merch, head on over to Spreadshirt.com and find yours today. We've got logo stuff. We've got original artwork. There's plenty to choose from, and I'm always adding more. Also, I've recently started a Patreon page, and for just $5 a month, the cost of a mocha chalk bullshit, you could have a membership to Marley Ramone's Mad Mad House of the Dead podcast, where with every new subscription, I will send you a personalized video message and mention you by name in a future podcast episode. If you should wish to participate, go on over and check it out. If not, no worries. I love that you keep coming back for more anyways. So I will talk to you soon. Tune in next week. Okay, folks, thank you for joining again this week. Art is a powerful thing, and I appreciate your willingness to hear my stories. And if you keep listening, I'll keep talking. I urge you to do what makes you happy and never accept anyone that treats you less than. Have the courage to be you and try things on. Besides, every day is Halloween. Special thanks to our friends at Pecan Pie and Subsonic Voodoo for providing these epic musical selections. To see these works as discussed, follow on Facebook at Marley Ramone's Mad Mad House of the Dead podcast page or on Instagram at MRMMHOD. You can find this podcast on most major streaming platforms. And most importantly, if there's one thing that you take away from this stupid little podcast, it's to remember that you are not alone ever. Dial 988 for the National Suicide and Crisis Lifeline or Veterans Crisis Line, also 988, then press 1 or text to 838-255. Until next time, be creative and go tell someone you love them.